So welcome to Tear Sheets Deep Dive Podcast. We've got Sarah Toth Stubb here on the line. Sarah's joining us to talk about an article she wrote about, I think we published it mid-August, on uh, physical credit cards. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So what's interesting about this, your article, and it is about the physical world, like on Tear Sheet, we're always talking about digital finance and and digital payments. but there's a lot of innovation, it seems like, that's going on in the physical card world. Can, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on? Sure. Um, so, so, yes, there's a lot of innovation um, going on in the physical card world. It seems like more and more companies from, you know, fintech startups, challenger banks, um, things like PayPal, all the way to, you know, traditional banks like Wells Fargo. Um, are are issuing credit cards and debit cards with um, sort of cool and innovative designs. Um, a lot of the cards, a lot of the new cards are made out of titanium, giving them like a, you know, more substantial feel. And they're coming in all these bright colors. And a lot of them are changing their orientation from a sort of a horizontal orientation to a vertical orientation, because nowadays that's how most people are using the cards you're you're taking it and looking at it vertically and then flipping it into an ATM machine or slipping the chip into a to a card reader at a store you know it's very very rare that someone actually takes the card and slides it horizontally through one of those old fashioned um uh credit card machines that's becoming more rare um and also other little things like a lot of times the uh, account number is not even raised because again like an old machine that once needed to um have those numbers raised in order to make like a carbon copy you know that's not <laughs> really relevant and not relevant anymore and a lot of them in fact are putting the card numbers on the back of the card um they say that's for security um but i think it's also you know something to differentiate themselves for uh, from others to uh to stay ahead of the game, to stay looking looking relevant, to stay looking modern. Um, yeah, so we can talk about more the the reasons behind this. Um, one of the things that will probably come up in that is there's an immense amount of competition. Yeah, and, and I guess to that point, the competition piece, like all eyes have been on, you know, Apple, the Apple Card launch. Um, and I think Apple Card yeah. does include some of the um, some of the features on the physical card that you're describing here now. Like, right. But but the trend you're talking about has been percolating around for a while now. Like, what what role does Apple Card play? I guess in in sort of taking um, these card innovations and and, and bringing them, to, I guess, to a bigger audience. Right, right. So the Apple Card, I mean, it's Apple. So they've gotten a lot of a lot of publicity about this. You know, they have a white um, titanium, so heavy feeling card with the account number not even printed on the card i believe um and so yeah it's it's embracing put it in your jeans right like it's a there's some abrasive or something oh okay so i'm not sure about that um but but it could be it could be um so so anyway yes it's, it's having it has a lot of these new features which has gotten a lot of coverage coverage in the media um on the other hand the apple card itself the the practicality of it has seen some criticism um, in the public lately because the rewards system that it offers is basically just um, relevant to what you would spend in an Apple store. Like you can get cash back, but towards Apple purchases. 
So that might not be as enticing as getting, you know, general cash back on your debit card that you can use anywhere or cash back at a card on a card that may be relevant for using for, you know, groceries or clothing or these routine purchases we see, you know, people probably are not shopping at the Apple store every day. Um, it's probably a few times a year because most of the purchases are, are quite large, a new phone, a new laptop. Um, so it's drawn some sort of criticism for that, or, or not criticism, but uh, yeah, I guess criti criticism, or some people have said this card's been overly hyped because it doesn't really change people's lives so much. It's an Apple product. Yeah, it's an extension of their marketing. And that's something else that's interesting. A lot of these cards that we see, um, like Revolut has, has just introduced some new colors of metal cards and um, Chase has made headlines also with its metal cards and American Express actually going back to the late 90s had a metal credit card and they still they still do but nowadays what we're seeing with a lot of these uh, cards coming out and companies quote-unquote unveiling their new cards um, is it's uh, it's good material good content for their social media Instagram Facebook because these things look interesting they look beautiful um, which is more and more important to companies marketing today so that's another another aspect of uh, uh, yeah. maybe why they are investing in making sure their cards um, look physically enticing I mean, I get the feeling like um, just given where we are in like consumerism um, and, and the companies we invest in and, and, and do business with, like, I feel like the card becomes representative of, of who we are. Like it takes on almost like a personality. So you whip out an Apple card from your wallet or a Revolut card and um, that communicates something um, to your peers, I guess. But I guess, I guess with the Apple card, what I'm, what I'm really interested about, I, I saw this number and it, 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 was, it was hard for me to wrap my 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 head around it, but like there are 900 million iPhones in circulation around the world, which is how many wow. cards are in circulation as well. So I don't think ever okay. before there's been a launch of a financial product into such like a large install base. So I just feel like Apple card, whether it is innovative or not, just kind of opens up, I guess, a, a much more global, a much more broader audience for. Um, right. They can reach a lot of people. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting as well. So I spoke with um, Ron Shevlin, who's an, um, an analyst at Cornerstone Advisors, and he, he was also talking about um, how the card can show a lot about someone's personality. And one of the points he made was that um, a card's design probably doesn't necessarily make people go and apply for that card or open up a, an account on that card. But it may inspire them to use the card in certain situations. If they have, you know, four or five choices of cards in their wallet and they're out with a certain group of people, mm. they may pull out, um, you know, a Venmo, a colorful Venmo debit card like to, uh, to pay for the drinks or something. Or something. Huh? Right, right. Or, or, you know, in a more intimate situation, they could take out a card with like a picture of their dog or a picture of their family and it can sort of um, start a, a conversation. So he was saying that it influences maybe, um, you know, when people pull out the card to use, which is very important to all these uh, people, to all these companies issuing the cards. They want people to use their cards and they're facing, yeah, a lot of competition for that. So anything they can do to help that, you know, we've seen a lot of award programs, you know, two, three percent cash back is is quite common. Airline miles, you know, have been around a long time, but all sorts of uh, 
reward. So this is maybe, you know, yet another small thing on top of that to try to get you to use a certain card in a certain situation. And just going back, uh, Sarah, to something you said earlier in the conversation, you said it's not just fintechs offering these snazzy cards, um, although they are, um, but there, yeah. some of the financial incumbents are also um, participating in sort of this, this arms race. What, what's going on there? Right. So, yeah. So something that I found interesting, um, a lot of the, the big banks, the big players that have been around for a long time are in on this too. Um, I, you know, an institution like Wells Fargo has been around a long time and probably to many people doesn't strike you know, anyone is having a startup vibe or innovation, although I'm sure they are investing in that, like all of the large financial companies today. Um, but Wells Fargo actually for, you know, nearly 10 years has offered the option of a customized debit card. You can take your own photograph that will be on that card, or you can uh, pick a photograph from a large database of thousands of photos they have. Um, and so as long as something isn't copyrighted or isn't deemed inappropriate, you can put whatever you want on your debit card. Um, and the bank said they sort of, they offer this as a, as um, something sort of fun for customers, but it's also, they said that customers who use this feature are usually more active and have a higher customer satisfaction and retention rates. Um, so they said it's translating into, into gains for their business. Um, people get, you know, more of a personal connection to the bank, to the debit card. So that's also something that's out there. Interesting. And I guess what you're saying is as it's getting more competitive, um, I guess consumers are likely carrying more cards. I don't know if we saw that in the research, but um, it then becomes important for the banks or the fintech companies, the challengers, like they're competing for like where the card is positioned in the wallet. I didn't think of it like that before, but I guess that's, that's part of the challenge. You're not just getting them to take a card, but to feel more comfortable you know, to actually use it. the card. Yeah. Right. Right. And something else I thought was, was interesting about this is yes, it's very much about the physical world, which is, um, you know, oftentimes maybe we don't talk about that as much in the FinTech space, but we even see companies like PayPal, like Venmo, um, putting out debit cards and making a big deal about them, you know, really pushing the marketing behind it. Um, and, and you know, Venmo started out as, as an app. It was, didn't really involve a, a physical card, but now it does. And you can use that card, you know, anywhere. And um, I spoke with a company and they said they wanted basically to give people more opportunity to use um, their Venmo balances mm. to, to pay for more things, not just as a way to send money to a friend or split a payment uh, with a friend. But, you know, if you're at the grocery store and you have money in your Venmo balance or you add money to it, you can use that debit card anywhere. So it's really sort of making these, you know, digital in the cloud services applicable to, to a lot of life, to going grocery shopping, to, to many other things. I'm going to put you in the hot seat here and ask you the, the billion dollar question, but where, where, where do you think this is headed, Sarah? Like, um, are we going to carry 12 colored metal cards in our wallets? So I don't know. There's, um, I, I'm not sure that anyone really has the answer to it. Ron Shevlin at Cornerstone Advisors talked about how, you know, even though in the fintech uh, industry, people speak a lot about paperless, cardless, digital type of things. He, he was adamant about one thing, and that's that cards are not going away. Even if someone has a lot of cards saved in their phone um, or their laptop and they don't take it out so often. It means the physical cards are going, aren't going away, huh? The physical card, uh -huh. is, the physical card is not going away. Everyone is going to uh -huh. want it as a backup, at the very least, 
But then he said that, um, you know, merchants and other people have invested, you know, it's such a part of our life, this physical card, um, that it's a very safe way to, to shop and merchants are, are going to continue to want to accept it because they've invested so much money over the years in systems that read these cards, especially with the big push lately for, you know, the chip system where they had to change everything. So, so he was very adamant that they're not going away. We are seeing um, some innovation out there about, you know, ways to um, sort of combine all your cards into one cards. There are apps and, and cards out there for that. Um, but it just seems like it's growing and growing. And we see more companies all the time issuing their own debit and credit cards. Um, you know, another recent story we did was about how Uber and ride sharing services are offering cards to their drivers. So um, it seems to be a, a growing thing. Sarah, always a pleasure to talk to you. Okay, thank you. You too. Thank you for having me.